Welcome to the Caring Collaboratively podcast. My name is Dr. Summer McMurray. I'm a speech language pathologist and the founder of Carolina Pediatric Therapy. We are a multi-site interprofessional collaborative practice of speech language pathologists, occupational therapists, physical therapists, behavioral health practitioners, including psychologists, licensed clinical social workers, licensed clinical mental health counselors, and licensed marriage and family therapists, and an amazing group of support professionals who've been serving children and families across our region since 2002. This podcast is for anyone who is team-oriented, is looking for a great place to work, is wondering how we create a positive, connected, and meaningful workplace experience for our colleagues and teammates, and would like to apply some of what we do to your own workplace. It's also for those who'd like to learn more about leading and working in a collaborative practice or a team of any setting, and for those who are interested in how you can participate in creating a work culture that you love, that brings joy to the workplace, builds resilience, and makes you excited about Mondays and every other day of the work week. So thank you for listening. Welcome to the Caring Collaboratively podcast. I'm Summer McMurray, speech-language pathologist and founder of Carolina Pediatric Therapy. And today I'm here with our occupational therapy mentor group. So first, if you all could introduce yourself and share what clinic you're connected to and the settings that you work in here at Carolina Peds. I'm Courtney Caribou, and I'm the director of the occupational therapy team. And I primarily work out of our East and South clinics. I'm Philip. Philip Pierce. I work primarily in the Waynesville Clinic, uh, but I also serve some charter schools and in the community and daycares. And I'm an occupational therapy assistant, and I've been here seven years. I am Taylor Evans. Um, I'm an occupational therapist, and I've been here for four years, and I am in the South Asheville Clinic. I'm Cindy Carroll. I've been here for five years, and I'm an occupational therapist in the Brevard Clinic. So in this series, we've been delving into our embedded mentoring program. And at Carolina Peds, 100% of the new team members that join our team receive structured support through this mentor program. And so we wanted to share with the listeners, um, you know, more about the program, hear from you guys on our team who are actually doing the mentor the mentoring, and then uh, learn about your experience and how you feel like it's impacted you, but then also how has it impacted those that you're mentoring. So um, some of you guys have held leadership roles and other supervisory roles, and some of you are a little bit newer. We have new mentors on our team, and then we also have those who've been doing it for a long time. So the first question I'd like to ask you guys is, uh, when you hear the word mentoring, what comes to mind for you? Uh, When I hear the word mentor, Connection and guidance and support is what kind of comes to mind for me. I think it's really important to be able to connect um, with one person. And I think that when you have one specific person rather than a bunch of people to kind of go to, um, it helps develop that relationship and that trust. I feel like mentoring is also support, uh, providing support, providing um, motivation, helping solve problems and developing their skills within our Carolina pediatric environment. And I think I agree with all of that as well. And then the the other aspect I think of is, is that a mentor is someone who has been there uh, before you and can sort of show you which path to take um, or what your options are and guide you along that process because they've done it before. I agree with all of those. And I see the mentors as Um, really looking at the skills the mentee has and sort of bolstering those to sort of build their confidence and um, helping fill in the gaps with their knowledge, but then also um, increasing their confidence in the skills that they already have. So for you all, why did you all feel that it was important for you to be a mentor? 
so being an occupational therapy assistant, uh, the, the role of a supervisor is kind of built in to my job. So what that means is that somebody has been mentoring me since I got here because uh, it was required. But seeing that, um, you know, we were going to do that company-wide for everyone, everyone coming in, it was just such a valuable experience for me that I felt it was um, almost uh, like I was compelled to kind of give back in that way because it's been done for me before. Taylor, how about you? Um, I, I feel that, you know, the, it's so valuable being able to be a mentor, not only because you're getting to help work some, like Philip said, someone work through things that you've been through before, but also um, I think like the reflection questions, like when they're even just like treatment interventions, ideas, or um, clinical questions, when it, someone asks you something, just the process of having to work through that and think through that um, kind of helps me grow myself as a clinician and helps me kind of learn as well. I um, feel like it's important and I enjoy being a mentor just to share my knowledge and help them understand that things do get better, put out fires. I mean, I feel like we put out a lot of fires with our new hires so they don't become too stressed out if we can do it and let them know that we've all been there. Okay, so what do you think makes a great mentor or those qualities? that a mentor needs to have? I mean, the toughest part is figuring out how to articulate it, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially knowing that it's going to, you know, go somewhere that other people will see it. But I think, you know, one of the most important qualities is the ability to communicate and um, and be able to, to present things in a way that is... Uh, more of a more of a guiding teaching kind of way because part of part of like baked into this role is sort of showing what has been done that maybe needs correction right so providing a lot of constructive criticism based on um you know the way our company and our discipline um ask us to do things so being able to um you know have that rapport and that trust to deliver that information in a way that is helpful rather than critical, rather than, um, you know, punitive or, or feeling like a, you know, in, in my case, like a, like a dad telling you what you've done wrong and giving a lecture, but more so like um, just being a, a guiding presence um, is, is one of the more important qualities, being able to communicate well, and build rapport that way. I was, yeah, I was just going to say something along the lines of Philip about communication and listening skills and being able to kind of hold space for them um, when they are feeling stressed or having difficulties. Um, And yeah, you know, finding the balance of giving that feedback, but also listening and just kind of being there as a supportive person as well. Um, Because sometimes I feel like some of the stress with a new job is not always the clinical skills and sometimes it's it's everything else combined and um so yeah i think listening is a really important part of being a mentor i agree with taylor i think listening is one of the primary goals and learning to give feedback appropriately and being able to receive it also and support support and um conveying the carolina pediatric way and letting us you know while we're here and what we're doing and developing relationships. Yeah, the relationships part is very important. I think just being able to connect with that person in a way that really helps to support them in that relationship um, there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when I'm looking at the OT team and 
people that might be good to bring up or to um, bring into the mentorship circle. I'm certainly always looking for people that have some level of experience, um, especially sometime at Carolina Peds, so they have a good understanding of how all of the technical parts work, but then also just looking for people who have that teaching heart. And so many um, therapists, I think, have that naturally. So it's pretty easy um, to find people to bring into that role, but certainly looking for people who enjoy teaching, enjoy going through that process with, um, with the mentees um, is something that we're, we're always looking for. And I think that's like one of the most wonderful parts is it's, it's really a growing process for both people. Yeah, I was, yeah, I just think another really important thing um, with the mentorship program is flexibility and like being able to understand that people do have different learning styles, um, kind of what Courtney was touching on, but the way that you might want to teach someone might not be the way that they learn best. And I think that um, being able to kind of adapt in that way is also really important to be able to connect with that person so that they can understand it um, and relate back to that. That it helps both parties grow because um, sometimes as a mentor, you have to stretch yourself to find the way to um, get the mentee to the next level, to, to help them learn. Um, and it may not be just the way that you typically teach something. So it's um, a really wonderful way to grow your own skills as well. Okay, so let's move to the next question. Um, so as far as being a mentor, what does that look like practically for each of you on a weekly basis or on a regular basis with your mentee? Well, the, the basic under uh, basic expectation is that we have a we have a structured scheduled one hour meeting each week and that can be in person. It can be, um, you know, over Zoom, but um, you know, we, we are, as mentors, we are expected to meet with our mentee, um, for that one hour a week and, you know, just provide that time for whatever that time needs to be, um, I suppose, but, uh, you know, making sure that we make, we make ourselves available to them, uh, weekly for at least one hour, but then it also, um, might mean that we answer a text message or a task or an email or, um, you know, check in with them and we just keep that door open. Um, so, so it can be pretty flexible and some folks, um, you know, really need a lot more support and some folks don't need as much support. Um, but you know, it's, it's one hour a week at minimum. Okay. And how does that change over time? Because there's, is there, what does it look like in the beginning of the mentorship when they first get started? And then, you know, this is a six to nine month program. So as that time goes by, how does it evolve? Um, something that I've kind of seen with, with the past, um, I feel like it depends on the individual person, but I feel like a lot of the initial questions, um, the hours are filled very full of kind of like documentation questions, rain tree, um, things like that. And then as those things start to get more in control, I feel like I see a shift where it becomes more clinical based questions or treatment interventions and ideas like that. Um, and I think at the first part of the year, um, people usually come in with like a whole detailed list of questions and it's trying to get everything through. And then as you get the six to nine month mark, um, the questions kind of start to come down and it's more of like a conversation rather than just answering a lot of questions. Um, as they, they start to need less help and less support through some of those things. 
all of you can comment on this. I'd love to hear what each of you say. What makes you most excited about being a mentor? I really like being a mentor because I like being able to kind of have that conversation back and forth with another therapist. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I think sometimes their questions make me really reflect and make me kind of rethink through things and um, kind of gives me just more ideas of things. And I think that's my favorite part about it. It's just that connection. And I feel like, you know, and working in a bunch of different settings and different locations, we don't always have the time to kind of sit down one-on-one and and talk and go over um, and discuss things. So I think that's my favorite part for sure. Yeah, I agree. I I like um, meeting the new uh, employees and assisting them with learning the techniques to stay here and to not get overwhelmed about the paperwork and the scheduling. I think the first two weeks of mentoring is usually all about the paperwork and the scheduling. Um, And then I think then it moves from there to about um, how their relationships are developing with their parents and what what problems are you having, um, that kind of thing. I think the first couple of weeks, besides getting to know your mentor, mentee is also to help provide support to get through that first couple of tough weeks. One of the things that that excites me the most about having this job is the culture that we have at this job, and um, and it's not a it's not an accidental kind of culture. It's one that's cultivated. It's one that's intentional, and it's as consistent as it can be when you have clinics and therapists as spread out as we do. Um, and I mean, there there are people that work here that I've never met. Um, but I know that they're connected somehow because of, you know, this program and, um, and preserving this, this culture and, and, and like I said, cultivating it and helping it grow um, is really, really important. And one of, the, one of the most exciting things about being a mentor is contributing to that when we have new people coming in, because this is such a, you know, in my opinion, unique place to work, not necessarily because of the clinical work that we do, but because of the way that we do it and the people that we work with um, and this culture of growing each other versus, you know, competing or meeting outcomes or, you know, pushing kids through to get to the next kid or any of that stuff. Like, like we just do, we do good work and we care about each other. And that has a lot to do with um, this program being in place. Um, I just want to add that um, my favorite part of being part of the mentor program is just from the experience of being here for a long time. Um, I've been with Carolina Peds for 10 years. I know that that first, there's a learning curve, like there's a big hump to getting comfortable. And that's whether you're a new, like a new grad, or if you have lots of experience and you're just new to this job, um, there's always a learning curve with starting a new job. And um, the mentorship program, I feel like provides this buffer that kind of helps support people get over that so that they can really do the thing that they came here to do, which is the therapy and to help children. And um, if we can help them get to that place a little more smoother without feeling quite so overwhelmed and alone, then um, I think that's what it's all about because that's what we're all here for. And if we can be part of that um, I think that's a wonderful thing. So what have you all observed as the biggest impact that you've seen on your mentees, like as they're going through this and you're observing them, what is, what's happening in their world as you guys are mentoring them through it? I enjoy seeing their comfort level get better and better and better. And they believe in their skills 
and know they what they're doing is good that you know there's no bad ways to do something and there's a lot of people in our organization that can help them with the areas besides just me different techniques and all that and that we're a we're a family. Yeah, I, I agree with Cindy about the comfort level. I think um, also like just the confidence that you can see kind of change from a new grad or a, or a new hire where um, you can see that they're a little flustered trying to learn all of the different steps and all the different layers for this job. And then as they start to be able to kind of tackle the different tasks and you can see their confidence and um, their stress level decrease where they, it's just kind of they get into the flow and the routine. Um, and I think that's really nice to see that with a little bit of support and with that guidance that they're able to work through it um, and kind of persist with that. Yeah, I just wanted to add, I think too, I like seeing how they become, feel better about their rapport with the parents because I think that's a big, big piece and that's a tough piece to get comfortable with that. And so I enjoy seeing them get comfortable with talking with parents. And I think kind of along those lines, the, the thing that I really enjoy seeing is when uh, folks start to develop this sense of ownership. And, you know, when, you, when you're new in an environment, um, you, you don't really own anything. You know, you're, you're very much a guest, even if you've been hired and you've been through orientation and you've worked here for two weeks, you still feel like a guest sometimes. Um, so, so being um, empowered to start to take ownership, to start to request things, to know which resources you have, um, and, you know, to not feel like you're stepping on toes when you grab this thing or grab that thing or, um, you know, feeling empowered to let the right person know that you're out of this eval form that you need or whatever it is. Because, um, you know, as a, as a new person, you go in and there's not the piece of paper that you need in the folder where you need it. And you either don't know who to ask or, you know, it can be intimidating to go up to somebody and be like, hey, where are these things? Um, so when people start to feel, uh, and I think that word confident comes in, confident enough to say, you know what, this this is something I need. I'm going to go get it. And I don't really need to, and I know who to ask to go get it. And I feel comfortable doing so. I think those are some of the, the things that I like to see develop. So for you all, what do you feel is one lesson that you have learned by being a mentor? I think this is a continual lesson for me that I need to keep learning over and over. But um, I think one way to say it is not like my way is not always the right way or just because I did it one way doesn't mean other people need to do it the same way. Um, and realizing that not everybody needs the same level of support that I needed um, or in the same way that I needed it is, uh, is actually really helpful when part of my job, I mean, a big one of the biggest parts of my job is teaching people how to, you know, use their resources to support themselves and the people in their environment. So um, it really, you know, makes me a better clinician to be in this role. I was saying kind of like bouncing off of what Philip said with one of the, the biggest things that I've learned is understanding how much help to give someone. Um, and that they might not all require the, the same amount as I want to give and kind of stepping more into that coaching style and asking those reflective questions rather than just answering questions for them and um, kind of allowing them to have the space to problem solve on their own rather than just, hey, this is the way that I do it. Why don't you try it this way kind of thing? Um, and I think that's the biggest thing that I've, I've learned through this mentorship process. 
is to take a step back um, and allow them to kind of do things in their own way. I agree wholeheartedly with Taylor. That's been a big lesson for me to, to learn is to be a, a got to be to guide and support and separate what is when I'm a when I have a student from when I have a mentor. It's just it's totally different. With a student, you are teaching. With a mentor, you're supporting and guiding. That's been a big one for me. That was exactly what along the lines what Taylor said is I think the biggest lesson is to learn that it's not my job to jump in and fix things, fix all of the problems. And that can feel really uncomfortable. And it's nobody wants to be uncomfortable, but it's so powerful if you stay in that place and help them work towards their own solution um, and guide them. It's very empowering for them. And it really helps increase that confidence if you, you can help them get there on their own with the right amount of supports versus just jumping in and fixing everything, which is the easier, faster thing to do. So it's hard yeah. to, um, it's something that we're all working on and learning and, and it comes with practice. Yes, being less directive when you're in a role as a leader is definitely a shift. It's a coaching mentality versus a directing mentality. And that is certainly a part of mentoring that is a, is a shift that we all have to make there so that we can build capacity and those those that we're helping and through the process. So, okay, so the last two questions I have. Um, what does success look like for you guys in the mentoring? Independence. I think I see a lot of independence at that point mm -hmm. and feeling comfortable and enjoying their job. And it's kind of the way I feel when they're mm -hmm. independent and can know what they need to work the job the best they can. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a real like literal practical kind of definition is, is sort of an empty meeting. You know, we mentioned those meetings and when you run out of things to talk about uh, really quickly, that, you know, is success as, as long as you've, you know, done the job well to that point. Um, which is, you know, when, when you're feeling more independent, you don't have as many concerns and you can take care of things yourself. So um, you don't really need to spend a whole hour, you know, filling up uh, time. Yes. But also that success doesn't mean that there aren't any bumps in the road because there are always going to be challenges and difficulties that come up with um, this work. And so success would be that, that the mentee is able to navigate those um, without being too frazzled, but also knowing that those are going to come up and just having the skills to work through it um, and to not be too hard on themselves because we're all still learning in this. And no matter how many years experience you have, there are going to be challenges that come up. So it's not that we expect a perfectly smooth road that we know those bumps are going to come up, but that um, they have the foundational skills to manage them. Yeah, we want them to love their job. I think that's important. Yeah. And I think, I think it also looks like when, you know, when you see them sort of passing that on and feeling confident enough to, you know, help out somebody else. Yeah. Okay. So what is your biggest hope for your mentee? Like when you start the journey with them, what is your biggest hope in the end for them? I think that their, that their needs are met. Um, you know, that, that their, um, that we respect them enough to, to allow for their autonomy. And like we've said, not to be inflexible and not to deliver information just the way we want, or, you know, um, just the way that works for us, but, um, but for it to work for them. 
Yeah, I think that's what I said just a minute ago is that they, they feel independent. They feel like they have the tools they need to, to move forward. Um, and they feel like they're part of our family here. Yeah. Right. We hope that they feel supported and um, that they can learn those skills and have all of their basic needs met so that they can really have a nice foundation to sort of push off from and um, really dive into the work that they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. We want to create resilience within those folks so that they're able to do this for the long haul and they really get that good foundation to begin with um, so that they can be here for a long time helping kids and families. So that's really the ultimate goal there. So, um, okay, well, thank you guys so much for sharing. I appreciate you all being here today and I really appreciate you all being mentors. We can't do this without you guys. And um, I know that the people that you are mentoring really feel that support from you. So thank you for that. Um, we couldn't provide that layer of support without you. And so and for those of you who've listened today, thank you for listening.